Hello, welcome to the first ever UP Deer Camp podcast. My name is Matt Schumann. Uh, you might know me as the host of the Bear Hunting Podcast, but uh, I decided to start this podcast as well because, well, I really like deer hunting. And um, I've got a guest here with me today, too. Um, my good buddy, Jake McQuethy, better known as Jake in the Lake. <laughs> <laughs> And so, anyway, um, this is the first ever podcast of this, uh, of the UP Deer Camp podcast. And so, um, I guess some of you might be wondering, why do we need another whitetail-orientated podcast? And um, it's a very fair question. And I guess what my thoughts are is that uh, there's no place like the UP. The deer hunting here, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and what I found is that the UP or the um the, the deer hunting content, deer hunting media I hear out there, it has nothing to do with hunting around here. I mean, there's some things, right? Like you know, deer are still deer, but um, the issues and and the things that you know folks talk about on deer hunting media doesn't translate here. You know, up here where we live, um, and when you know. This is called the UP Deer Camp Podcast, but um, I'm going to expand it to northern Wisconsin and northern Minnesota as well because they're pretty much in the same boat as us. Yeah, you so. know, a um, few different regulations here and there, but for the most part, and, and the northern lower peninsula too of Michigan, that's it's pretty similar. Similar, a lot there's, of public land. Yeah. Bigger yep. wood situations. Yep. I mean, there's a little more ag there. It's, it's probably comparable to Menominee County to some point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. say a lot. I mean, you know, you go in like the Pigeon River or something that's pretty remote, but the rest of it, yeah. And you grew up in the Northern Lower. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Traverse City area. Yep. Right. So, so yeah. But, um, you know, it, it kind of relates to here too. But, you know, really what we're talking about is, you know, big woods deer hunting. Um, you know, and around here, uh, we get brutal, brutal winters where if we get a bad winter, 80% of our deer herd is gone. You know, and it's happened very recently. And so, right, like, I mean, as an example, right now, we're on a rebound of our population. Our deer herd's finally doing better around here, I'd say, in the last yes, couple, couple years, you know. And so, you know, there's things like that. We have wolves up here, which eat deer, um, a lot of deer. We've got, um, you know, even just the hunting's different. I mean, there's no, there's so much area for deer to travel that, um, tactics like finding funnels and pinch points and stuff is a lot more difficult because deer can go pretty much wherever they want. Yep, they create their own trails. They just travel through those open hardwoods or along the swamps and stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can find places like that where they travel consistently, but it's not easy and it's not a consistent thing. You might sit over a, you know, a deer crossing and depending on the deer density, you might not see a deer for two weeks. Yep, literally yep. a deer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost a blessing to have snow sometimes too, just yeah. so you can see their travel. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and something I want to do with this podcast is, um, I want to be real. Um, you know, for instance, um, like, you know, you hear a lot of, at least I hear a lot of negativity about things like baiting deer and sitting in blinds and things like that and um for i don't know probably 90 percent of hunters that i know at least everybody baits i bait deer jake baits deer yep um i mean there's uh you know that's something we're gonna be really honest about things like that on this podcast um I use a crossbow, you know, and you know, it's, I just want to be real on this podcast about what it's like hunting up here and why we do things and, you know, not pretend to have our nose stuck in the air. Well, I'm too good to bait deer and, or, you know, things like that. Cause I hear it all the time and it drives me crazy, you know, because 90% of the hunters in Michigan, at least bait deer. <laughs> well, not, not anymore with the baiting. Well, actually, probably with the baiting ban in the in the lower peninsula, I'm pretty sure ninety percent of hunters still bait. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not promoting that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least the UP. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about yeah, the UP. Yeah. yeah. Although I will say, I just went downstate last week. Every gas station was selling bait. <laughs> oh yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, 
don't condone that. But um, where it's legal here in the UP, um, we definitely bait. And it's a very useful, helpful tactic because uh, when deer can go pretty much anywhere they want, they don't have concentrated food sources. Like if you're hunting in the big woods where the only food source is maybe a clear cut or they're just browsing trees, right? They can go anywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. where are you going to sit? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Especially if you're bow hunting where you've got, you know, a 30, 40 yard window, it, it gets pretty tough. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. So anyway, that's kind of the premise of this podcast is just, uh, I don't know, um, be real about talking about the challenges of hunting here and the fun and the success of it and you know what Jake and I do and Jake and I you know I don't know I I don't consider myself a excellent top-notch deer hunter but um I don't know we're probably I would say that we're probably above average deer hunters we we definitely spend more time in the woods probably than the average hunter yeah for sure for sure and and we're much more successful than the average hunter I'd say you shot well between you and your son, you guys stacked up four deer this year. I stacked up three. So, I mean, we're we're definitely above average success rate. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, you know, we're not killing. There's no, there's a big mature buck around. That's another thing, too, is, like, antler size around here is, is not, like, a, a mature buck's going to be a 100-inch deer. <laughs> a yeah, very mature yeah. deer. <laughs> you know, that's a three-and-a-half, four-and-a-half-year-old buck will be, and that will be as big as he gets. I mean, well, I mean that that um, the six point I shot back in 2015. I mean that that was a huge body deer. I he was at I mean had to be at least three and a half. He's probably four and a half year old deer plus. But he didn't even grow brow tines. He wasn't even a hundred inch deer. Yeah, that, <laughs> the know? crazy thing too is up here in uh, Iron County, we have a lot of national forests and public land, but. Uh, you would think that those uh, deer would survive to older ages, but we actually do have a lot of hunting pressure on the public land, especially mm-hmm. during rifle season. Yep. So it is tough for um, a deer to reach three or four years old. Yep, yep. And then also, you know, if even if they do get that old, there's no guarantee that they're going to make it through the brutal winters we get or, you know, with all the wolf predation we have too. Yeah, you know? even coyotes or bears. Yeah, you know, they, oh yeah, exactly, you know. bears too, yeah. So... Yeah, that's another thing. Bears, I mean, 15%, well, according to the UP Predator Prey Study, 15% of fawns get killed by black bears in, in certain areas. I mean, so so 15% of every generation of deer dies to bear predation. That's no, just no. bears. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I mean, that's not a challenge to deal with in Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> you correct, know? yeah. And so, but anyway, that's kind of you know, the premise of it, but, um, yeah. And so, you know, Jake and I, we're not, um, we're not, you know, crazy, crazy successful big buck hunters, but you know, we, we definitely put me in the freezer every year. So, I mean, if, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for, you know, how to kill a mature buck consistently every year, I don't know. I'm not so sure this is the podcast no. you want to get your best advice from, but if you want to learn how we, you know, consistently shoot, deer and i mean we usually get nice bucks you know i mean i don't know last well this year i shot a two and a half year old eight point now legally a seven but i like to call him he wanted to be an eight (laughs) 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 and then uh let me think last year well last year yeah here you go ready last year i shot a spike Ooh, <laughs> it's a Michigan eleven pointer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I shot a five point and a seven point last year, and they're both two and a half year old deer. And I shot a five point this year, and he was a two and a half year old buck too. So yeah, nothing big, but you but know, you know what? We got venison though. That's right. That's right. And I don't know. After you start collecting antlers, you realize I don't know. What am I gonna do with these things anyway? <laughs> can't eat the horns can't eat the horns yeah. i mean i will say you get a lot of meat out of a 200 pound buck like a lot but you know they, they're few and far between so yeah i would definitely say they're few and far between yeah 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 they're nice when they happen but you know so you know we, we jake and i both shot deer like that but it's not you know around here it's it it it's tough to do consistently and you know what? I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll wait a little bit, but anyway, so that's kind of the premise of this podcast, but yeah, um, 
don't know. Do you have anything to add to that? No, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be. I don't know. We'll see see what everybody thinks. I don't know, but the biggest thing is I just want to, I just want this to be a real genuine this is what it's like hunting up here. You know, I don't want to, you know, pretend that cuz I'll watch like TV shows about you know, hunting deer and you know they're they've got bait out or something or, you know, <laughs> or I mean, the other thing too is it's like, you know, oh, I'm I'm too good to bait, but as somebody's sitting over a you know, ag field or a food plot. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, so it's, what's today? Today, December the 4th. Got a little bit of deer season left. You, both of us still have deer tags. Yeah. Yep. I still have a Michigan combo restricted tag. So I'm actually going to go hunting tomorrow morning and Saturday morning. And try and harvest either a four on a side or even a doe because I'm in that uh, O222 doe uh, tag unit. So mm -hmm. and I'll be using my bow for that. So. Yeah. And I've got, um, well, I've got one tag left. And in, like like I said, <laughs> neither of us are really hurting for, for venison at this point. I've got, you know, I've got, well, I've got three deer and a bear in the freezer, and you've got four deer, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly hurting, but, but you never know, though, with the, the, um, the winters that we get, you know, I, you never know if we're even going to have doe tags next year. I mean, we're in a sort of a boom right now with deer tags, but. Yeah, well, I, you never know. Farmers Almanac is calling for a, a pretty rough winter this winter, and last winter wasn't exactly a no. walk in the park, so. No, so. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see if we even have doe tags. So, you know, with that thought in mind, maybe I will go shoot another doe. Just that way it, it, I'll meet to roll over into next year so we don't have so much pressure to try to get another deer, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Because if all I have is buck tags, then yep. you know, sometimes they're hard to fill. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure, yep. But, yeah. You know, I, what? I know we both had good seasons, but... I was, when I was driving, when I went down state and I saw the Mackinac Bridge deer count, it was down like 24% from last year, which was really surprising. I don't know if it was the weather, because I didn't, I, there's so many deer, I'm surprised that. Yeah, I think it's really regional, um, you know, it's really different across the UP as yeah, far as where people shot deer, brought deer to the DNR check, check mm -hmm. stations. Um, look like uh, Crystal Falls area or, you know, Iron County area mm -hmm. was actually up a little bit compared yeah. to the... Mm -hmm. the 10-year average even i believe yeah um, and but other areas like the eastern up was down yeah so i'm sure it really kind of depends right you know. yeah um, and also we so so jake and i we both live in iron county which is um if you're not familiar with the up um it's in the far western up um right along the wisconsin border so uh you know around here there's it's pretty much all big woods there's there's a few there's a few places where you get like hay fields and stuff. So, you, so the because of that, you get decent deer hunting, but um, it's not like you know up in the Keweenaw where there's no ag whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that's one reason why I like living here too. Is Iron County is diverse in itself from mm -hmm. north to south. I mean, yep. the south, like you said, there's yeah. there's a little bit of hay fields and stuff, yep. and yep. Um, some beef farm, beef cattle farms yep. and stuff like that, and uh, little wood lots and stuff like that, and fields yep. where you go farther north, you get into the national forest and more of the big yep. woods, like Matt was saying. Yeah, so it, it there's diversity within even this part of the UP. Yeah, and you even you know, <laughs> as you go sort of northeast, you get into moose territory. You know? Yep, yep, up by Marquette. Well, well where remember that that time we went hiking into that swamp by the uh, the stand I shot that buck. Yep, um, that six pointer. I mean, we we so we what we did was we went. Um, I had shot a buck in 2015 on this. Um, the stand, it was funny because I, I had three guys come up for deer camp, and um, or two guys, including me, plus me, so three. Um, and we, uh, I had set them up on the better stands, and I had, and I had, I had picked the worst looking stand um, because I was like, well, because I had shot two bears that year, and um, I said, well, you know, I don't, you know, I want my buddy just to shoot something. I'll just take the worst stand. Well, you're kind of guiding them. Too, yeah, I was kind of, yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a guide, but you know, I was helping all my buddies, right? 
and <laughs> they uh, so anyway I take the worst stand at least what I think is right and I, on the camera I had bucks coming in but you know and I was being what what the spot is is to the north the road runs east west and then uh, the stands on the north side of the road and you're on top of a ridge and you walk down the ridge and on top of the ridge is like there's some oaks up there but mostly open hardwood um, there's some sparse oak in there though and then as you go down the ridge it goes into starts to get into thick swamp a lot of alder and stuff down there well when I was baiting this spot on the camera there wasn't much for deer you know there at first especially all I had was does initially and then I started to get some bucks in on camera but they were only at night and so it just wasn't looking that great so I said well was that during bow season that you started? Yeah, it was camera? during bow okay. season, yeah. yep. And okay. so, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to take this spot. Well, so I'm sitting there and um, opening more, and I got in there right at first light, and, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes in, I start hearing what sounds like a deer creeping around back in. So to, I'm, I'm looking to the north and um, at the bait pile, but on the further north is some alders, and I heard something creeping around in there, like, hmm, that's interesting. And um, I thought, like, oh, it's a deer, I'm sure, but I, I can't see him or anything. Well, eventually I'm, I'm looking, and about 20 minutes into opening day, I look, and there is, you know, this giant UP buck creeping by the bait pile. I'd never had this deer on camera, and he, he was going by the bait, scent checking for does and that's a common thing that's what a lot of people don't know about baiting around here is when you're baiting deer is that you know a lot of people think you're trying to lure in the bucks to eat so you can shoot them and that's not really the truth in the rut during the rut the bucks don't eat a lot and so really what you're trying to do is you're trying to bait in the does and then you're using the doe using the does as bait for the bucks and the bucks will skirt around the peripheries of bait piles that have been around for a while looking for does yep and that, yeah that's why it's important too when you set up on those bait piles to set up downwind of them mm -hmm. quite a ways just so those bucks don't get around you yep. to send you yep because they will yep. yeah because they're they're literally they're they won't even come you won't see them on camera like this buck i didn't have him on camera at all he was just kind of creeping by and sent check and he saw me too he was but he he didn't freak out because he was an old smart buck and he just kind of, he was creeping by, and I saw him, and he was broadside about, I don't know, 50 yards, and I shot him. And um, didn't put the best shot on him, but he went he went probably two, 300 yards. And I knew I didn't have the best shot, so I, I pulled out and um, came back probably four or five hours later. And he was dead, right? He was, I found him piled up, you know. But, um, but I forgot the point of that story. Oh, so yeah, okay, so I was explaining that stand, so it's, you know, it's a good stand, right, and, you know, there's deer, but there's not many deer, so thinking that, like, wow, I pulled this big buck out of this, you know, this, it, now that deer was over 200 pounds live weight, and, and so I'm thinking, oh man, you know, there's this giant swamp to the north there, what if I got in there, and there must be, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, old, you know, monster UP deer, when I say monster UP deer, I'm thinking 120 inch deer, Moss coming off the antlers, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. Swamp buck, big old swamp buck that's never seen a man before. Right, I'm thinking, oh, we can go in there, and, and you know, I could go into the swamp. And so, um, Jake was like, "Yeah, let's go check it out." So we go. We had found a trail that sort of was through hardwoods that, that would like put us into the middle of this swamp eventually. And so we hiked back there. I was so confident we were going to find like good deer sign. I brought a, uh, I put some corn on my back and was hiking around with, with <laughs> some corn. Like I'm going to bait deer back here. I'm going to go back here and hunt. And, uh, we went back there probably, I don't know, a mile or two. It was a, it was a hike. It was a ways back there. Yeah. So we're hiking back there. And I mean, it was a nice, it was cool. But we get back there and we're like, man, we're not seeing a whole lot of deer sign. No. There's like no. nothing. And then we get to this swamp and we're looking around like, oh, oh, there's moose here. Yeah, big beaver <laughs> pond. And then we found uh, pretty fresh moose droppings. Yep. Yeah. We could see where they're browsing the, the willow and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really cool to see. But, you know, I mean, this is, you know, a mile away from a spot where I shot a box. So, yep, you know, yep. that's, that's the kind of terrain we're dealing with. <laughs> yeah, right on that southern uh, boundary of where the moose will be. Yeah, um, so. and on the northern boundary where whitetails will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting thing. But, 
Yeah. I don't know where I was. Yeah, I guess that was, yeah. So, um, I think you're... Do you want to kind of describe what you did this year? How you did? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, year? yeah. So let's do a season. Yeah, that's right. Kind of a season recap. We're doing a season recap here. That was the plan. So I'll yeah. go through my season first. Sure. So um, so my first year wasn't really glamorous. I own a little bit of property here. And um, and so I've got some apple trees. You know, I, yeah, so I'm, I live in like southern Iron County. And so I, I, have, an, I have a little apple orchard. Not a big one, but a little apple orchard um, on my... Uh, um, on my property. And so, um, you know, I set up a trail camera and, and I could see that there was bucks coming in. So, um, actually it was, it was middle of October. I had actually got the flu and, um, and so I'd got the flu and I wasn't feeling too good and I was kind of recovered, but it was like a Sunday afternoon. And, um, anyway, so I went out there and, you know, and, got one of the bucks that was coming into my apple trees. It wasn't a very glamorous hunt, but I was, you know, I was just, I just wanted some venison for the freezer. And, and so he came in, I shot him with my crossbow. He were, went, were you taking a nap on the couch when that happened? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, oh, okay, no. Okay. <laughs> Although, you know, this is funny. I didn't know this because I was kind of, I was kind of curious about like, how close you have to be to your house. Cause I, I don't have a huge property. I'm like, how far away do you have to be from your house? So I started looking it up. You don't have to be anywhere. You can use your house as your blind. Yeah, if you if want to, as long if, as you, if own, it, if you yeah. own it. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. I'm like, yeah. wow. You know how many deer I could kill? Oh, <laughs> so that's my new plan. I'm going to start using my house as my blind. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not fun. That's no, not fun. No. Although I did, did I tell you I was, um, I was looking at my uh, my photos, ran like I'll see deer, I'll see bucks in the backyard, and I'll take videos of them and stuff. Well, I was looking um, September twenty seventh. That buck was in my backyard. I was videoing him oh. through my bathroom. Yeah, it was kind of cool because you know he's got a kind of. I'll show you after we're done here, but um, he's got kind of a goofy like right side. Like it, instead of it being a point, it's really nubbed on his right main beam. It's goofy, huh? And so. Gotcha. Yeah, but anyway, he, um, and so I, I saw him in the backyard. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a nice buck, you know? And then, I don't know, two weeks later, I shot him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so I got that guy. It was he wasn't, you know, it was like a 20-yard shot and just, but, and we had a pop-up line set up in the backyard, too, so. How many acres do you own here? Three and a half. Three and a half. So, okay, yeah. you got a little bit of woods in the back yeah. there. And... Yeah, so it's like all open, but I, I let it just kind of go naturally. And then there's the apple trees, and then yeah, hardwoods along the north side. So sure, sure. So yeah, and I get a lot of because you know, and around me it's a lot of hay fields, so I get um, I get deer funneling in here quite a bit. So and then so that was that, and then I'm trying to think here. Um, so then I got I got to think I was so what I've been doing for the past few years I hunt out in the Ottawa National Forest west of Iron River, and I don't really care about you know saying my spots because the Ottawa National Forest is huge. Good yeah, luck. it's pretty good. Yeah. Good luck finding me. <laughs> good luck finding me. You know, and so anyway, um, you know I hunt out there a lot, but this year I was thinking you know maybe I should hunt um, either you know a little bit closer to. A little bit closer to town and so I went looking and I found a few pieces of commercial forest land that looked somewhat promising and I went and I scouted them early October and um and I found this, this spot I wasn't sure about it and you know, I was walking it's all open hardwoods but it's really hit it's like up goes up on a ridge and I walked around there I didn't see any evidence of people being in there but you could tell deer weren't like hanging out in there all the time but they're they're crossing through there a lot do you know where they were going to? Was there feeding areas yeah, nearby? Or? So, so what 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 ended up happening? What I discovered was that the deer are bedding down. There's a road that runs that leads to this property. It runs east west, um, and so the deer actually on the north side of the road. There, it's there's like a it's deer bedding. You know, it's thicker alder. You know, sprucey yeah, yeah. stuff. And I think there's a swamp down there too. And they're bedding down there, 
and then they're traveling south and they're coming through this area, this hardwoods. It's a, the hard, these hardwoods are a transition area. They're just crossing through there and then they're going down. There's a hay field, a uh, really big hay field to the south, plus some fresh clear cuts down there so where they cut some popple. Okay. And so, and so I think that's where they're funneling to. Um, I can't go too far down that way to scout because it's all it, it's a smaller piece of property of the CFR land is. So I can't. I didn't want to go trespassing on the private land. But sure, sure. Yeah. So from what I could tell, though, that's what's going on. Oh, okay. So I get a lot of deer. So I, you know, I noticed that deer were traveling through there. But anyway, I, I thought it was a marginal spot, though. Looking at it, it was like. You know, it's not nothing to hold the deer. It's just yeah, yeah it's, it's just yeah, it's just transitioning hardwoods. Yeah, right. And so I thought, well, this might be a good doe spot. So I know end of October, I started putting some corn out there just to kind of get deer to stop. And you know, and my goal was to shoot a doe because this year, what I had for tags was I bought the combo deer license. I bought I I, I drew a public land Iron County tag. And I drew a, and then I bought over the counter a Dickinson public land doe tag because I work in Dickinson County. So, um, so what my plan was was to I I put my um, my restricted tag on the seven point buck that I shot, and then um, you know I was thinking about it, I'm like well, well I'll get to that. So anyway, I I, I set up this spot. Um, I started putting corn out there thinking, well, this is going to be good for does. I'll fill my doe tag out here right before gun season. And so first night, um, first time I went, went out and sat, picked the worst night because it was freezing. That was that, <laughs> that first like really cold night where it was like in the teens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I was freezing. I'm sitting in there and I, I, I used the climber, my climber, it used to be your climber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um. And so I climbed up this tree, and I was—I I got a crossbow, so I set up about 35 yards away from the bait. And I'm—I—I'm like, man, this is never gonna work. I'm like, you know, the leaves are down. I'm just—you can see me. I wasn't able to get that high in the tree. Like, this is not—this is not gonna work. I'm sitting there and I'm freezing. It was so cold. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't plan. I didn't think it, it was my first like really cold set, and I wasn't. It's was a little optimistic about my clothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I'm sitting there freezing, freezing, and and about an hour into first light or an hour away from from dark, um, all of a sudden I see some does funneling. I'm like, cool, awesome. And the first one, I'm like, ah, it's not not a huge one. I don't know if I want to put my doe tag on it. Then the second one came. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a decent sized doe. I'll shoot her. And and um, so she came in and and bam, shot her. Got her. Got a heart shot. She went like two yards. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and, and so she dropped. And I got down. I'm like, holy cow, this thing's a horse. <laughs> it was one of the bigger does I've shot. And so. Um, Anyway, so I was like, cool, this is awesome. This is a good spot. All right, not a bad, you know, doe spot. So what I ended up doing is I put my other combo. Because in Michigan, what you can do is, um, maybe I should explain that, combo. So in Michigan, you're allowed, you're, you have you have to choose when you buy your deer license. You can either buy the single deer tag for a single buck tag, and you can use the buck tag for bow or gun, whatever. And then also you can put um, your, your buck tag on a doe during bow season. And then... Um, or you can buy the combo deer license, which allows you to shoot two deer. But up here, we have antler point restrictions on the combo tag. So your first tag, your regular deer tag, you have to put on a deer with three points on one side or more. And then your second tag, the restricted tag, has to be four points on one side or more. But with the single buck tag, you have no antler point restrictions. So yeah, just three inches, a minimum of three yeah, inches. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to choose what you want to do. Yeah. And so um And it also depends on different areas within the UP yeah, itself. Correct. So our particular area, yeah. Since we have yeah, yeah there's it's the com the regulations are kind of complicated this year, but if you have doe tags, you can put your combo tag on a deer. Yep. On a doe. Or your your during bow season though. So um but anyway, so I shot this doe, and I said, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to, because bucks are sometimes hard to come by." And I thought, "Well, I'm going to put this my combo tag, my my normal tag on this doe, and then that gives me the opportunity. All I got to do is shoot a doe during gun season, and then my tags for Iron County are filled." So I put my I I put my tag on that deer, on that deer and called it good. 
that deer I ended up having, um, I, I, I always process my own deer, but this one I was like, you know, I don't have a ton of time right now. And I'm thinking, you know what? I've got a lot of deer meat. Maybe I should actually do something a little different. So I took it to Summers in Crystal Falls. Excellent place. Yeah, me. yeah. And I got um, hot dogs, brats, and salami made out of it. And oh, yeah. They're all really good. Very tasty. Yeah. Very tasty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, so I did that with that deer. And then, so then it rolled over to um, Fire MCs. Now, if, if you as the listeners have not experienced a Michigan deer opener, it's a, uh, it's a holiday. Oh yeah. So when we had, so oh, day before firearms, it's always November the 15th every year. And so, um, we try every on the 14th to have a little like get together preseason, like, you know, party celebration over here. Cause I live at camp. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had, uh, we had, well, Jake came over and a couple buddies and um, they were hunting with us. And uh, so we had a fun time the night before and then at the house, just talked deer hunting. And that's, it, it's just fun. Deer camp is a fun, fun time of year. It's yes, for sure. Probably one of the funnest things to do. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, and then, um, and then, so I got to think here. Oh, so yeah. So gun season starts um, opening day. Um well, basically, fast forward to what, what what I did was I figured, well, these other deer, they they were dead so easily. What I should do is I should just set up my pop-up line 20 yards from the from my bait pile and shoot one of these does and call it a day because I want to be warm because it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, I it didn't quite work out. Basically, the deer kept busting me. They rotted me. The pop-up blind was a terrible idea for that. One spot. question: Why did you set up twenty yards away with a rifle? Um, because I couldn't. It's this spot where I'm at is not as far from the road as you would think. Oh, okay. And so if I push, and it's also up on a hill, okay. And so I can't get. It's base, I'm basically sitting on a bench. Okay. And so I couldn't get further away with the blind where I could still see, like, the... Because the, it's sort of a clearing where the bait is. Yep. And I couldn't get far enough away with the blind to, like, to and still see it. You know what I mean? So the best, I, the best option I had was, with a good wind direction, was 20 yards away. Oh, okay. And yeah. so, which I should have, in hindsight, I should have just sucked it up and went up in the climber a hundred yards away day one and I would have been done yep. way before, but you know, well, you to, learn things every yeah. year. Oh yeah, so, exactly. So, so next exactly. year you can, you know, plan accordingly. Yep. I had my, my, uh, my fake heater body suit. Oh, did you take a sleeping bag? I did. I did. <laughs> I always thought about doing that. It works. It works really good, but, um, I wouldn't do that in a tree stand. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was fine in the blind. Yeah. That's very fun. That's a very, very nice set. <laughs> it was a very nice Did you fall asleep? <laughs> no, I didn't fall asleep. Oh, okay. It was a very comfortable sit, though. Okay. But, um, yeah, so we, I don't know. It was, it was fun. But, um, yeah, so I... Yeah, basically, I I had deer busting me left and right. It just was not a good plan. So anyway, Sunday rolled around. I'm like, I am done with, well, no, Saturday afternoon, I was, by then I figured out this blind is not going to work. So I tore down the blind, came back to my climber. <laughs> and actually, Saturday afternoon, I climbed up the tree. I was up in the tree, and I had just gotten up there. I mean, I hadn't even zipped up my jacket because I didn't want to get hot climb up the tree. <laughs> and I look up because I saw some like movement. I look up and there's a deer, a doe, hundred yards away, just staring me down. Like, You're gonna be kidding me. Yeah, does are the smartest deer in the I know, yeah, I know. Girls, and yeah. she and she knew it was up, so I didn't yeah. see another deer that night. But then Sunday morning, like twenty minutes in, this doe came by and she was and so she was um she she was she was on a she was hustling pretty quick and she was panting and so I'm pretty sure she was in heat, and so she was looking for a buck. I'm like, she's not even going to stop the bait. Like, I'm, I'm just going to take her as soon as I get a shot. And so she stopped, and she turned broadside, and so I shot, pow! And she jumped, and she ran, and, she, and then she stopped again. And I thought, you know what? 
I don't want her to go anywhere. And she was looking at me. And the only thing, and so I'm like, I'm going to shoot her again. But the only thing, she was behind some trees. So the only shot I had was she was looking at me like straight on. So, you know. Could you tell that you hit the fir- hit her the first time? Yeah, she acted okay. like she was she was hit pretty good. Okay. I was like, I don't want her to go anywhere. And so, you know, I'm like, you know what? Just for good measure, I'm going to I'm gonna take a headshot. I usually don't take headshots. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop her. And so she was looking right at me. So, you know, you've got like a three-inch diameter circle to hit. And I don't know, she was 70 yards away or something. And so, pow, I shoot, and she drops right there. I'm like, yes. So <laughs> I get up to her, and I'm looking. I'm like, wait a second. I missed the first shot. Did I tell you that? No. I, yeah, I totally I missed the first shot. I don't know what was wrong with me, but somehow I missed, like, the easiest shot in the world. And I, I don't miss either. That's the weird thing. I have no idea what was going on. I don't know oh, if I was yeah. just worked up from, you know, being busted so many times. I don't know, but <laughs> just it totally happens. Missed. It happens. And then, and then you know, with a scope 30 out of 6, I missed her. And then and then I take the most difficult shot you can take. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, But it worked out. She was a nice-sized doe. And so, yeah, that's kind of that's where I'm at for for deer anyway my freezers oh i got one deep freezer completely full and the other one's pretty much well i got room for probably one more dough if i really wanted to but yeah i don't know so i still have my dickinson county dough tag which um since that that's in the cwd zone now in the up so there's no baiting but you're allowed to use crossbows during the late archery season so i'm thinking about just i i know of a good spot where usually there's a lot of oak trees i'm hoping there's some leftover acorns that they're feeding on trying to dig up maybe oh yeah i would, I would think so. so yeah i'm i'm hoping i don't know i'm gonna try to get out there this weekend and do that sure yeah yeah, yeah it's definitely worth it yeah uh, how was your season my season it was pretty eventful actually i i bow hunt too as well as rifle um i use a vertical bow or just a standard compound mm-hmm. um you should get a crossbow. Uh, cross gun? No. Cross gun? <laughs> no, I'm still with the old traditional. I guess it's not traditional, but it vertical bow. Yeah. Um, but uh, I hunted a lot of archery down around Iron River area on a lot of CFR land and stuff. I, I had actually had a DMAP tag or a crop damage tag for particular paper company land. Um, you are really liberal with giving away your spots. Well, <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of CFR land. <laughs> there's a lot of I'm CFR. kidding. But uh, anyway, so that was kind of my goal um, for archery and shoot a buck if I could. Um, so I went a, a dozen or more times and uh, I ended up shooting a doe on that and filled that doe tag. I also, in the process, I missed a nice nine point. Uh, so one of the areas I was hunting, um, I was hunting a, like a really high ridge with a finger ridge coming off of that main ridge. There's a saddle, and I was kind of hunting on the, the finger ridge side of the saddle and uh, climbed pretty high up up a tree. It's all hardwoods up there, all maple, um, so it's kind of hard to hide your silhouette and everything. So I try and find trees with, like, multiple trunks just to hide my silhouette. But um, just before dark one evening, I was hunting up on that uh, finger ridge, and I had a buck come about 15 minutes before uh, dark in the evening, came off of that main ridge. And there's some nice oaks up there, up on top of the main ridge there. Um, but they kind of feed their way down through the oaks, come across the saddle, and go out on that finger ridge. And you, the bucks usually bed out on that ridge. Um, anyway, 15 minutes before dark one evening, I had a, a buck, a really nice nine point, come off of that main ridge and cross the saddle. And I was... 25 feet up a tree trying to, you know, uh, be out of sight of deer just because it's wide open hardwoods. So I try and climb high as I can. Well, anyway, I had that buck come through across the saddle, but he was lower down. It's kind of on the, on the side of the finger. So he was probably an additional 30 to 50 feet of elevation lower than me. Plus you add that 25 feet of myself up in a tree. So I'm 50 to 60 feet above him. Well, it was a tough shot and I ended up um, shooting right over his shoulder. Um, I shot high. He took off, but um, I had him on trail camera later that evening, <laughs> three hours later. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I didn't spook him too bad. When he took off out of there, he didn't really know where it came from or what it was. He just heard yeah. the noise. Um, but, 
Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I saw quite a few other bucks in that particular location. Uh, one evening I even had uh, a buck come over that main ridge and bed 50 yards away. <laughs> and I watched him <laughs> uh, just waiting for him to come down the finger ridge like they normally do. And then I had an ATV come with a guy uh, on a trail around that ridge uh, baiting some other spots for uh, rifle hunters. Uh, this was in uh, first week of November, so this is prior to rifle season here. Uh, but anyway, the buck stood off when he heard the four-wheeler and uh, just kind of wandered off. But mm -hmm. he was a nice buck. Um, other than that, I uh, kind of I didn't get anything more until rifle season. Uh, rifle season, I usually kind of slide more north. I go up into the Ottawa like mm -hmm. uh, Matt does, and I like to I like to try and get away from people if I can. Um, I'd rather see less people. And which would probably, which also includes less deer a lot of times too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like to hike in quite a ways. Um, usually, uh, my main blind is about a mile from the nearest two track, so yeah, I like it's to, a pretty good hike into there. Yeah, I actually took Matt in there uh, yeah. earlier this year. Was it? Yeah, we went yeah. there in the spring. Cause, in yeah, spring. I remember I yep. stopped working up north, and, and it was like that weekend. Oh yeah. And yep, so yep. yeah, we went for a hike back there just that way. In case, like, died. If I ever die, Matt has my honest <laughs> GPS point, <laughs> so he can come and rescue me. But yeah. uh, anyway, I get up there and I, I like to walk in there and be the first one out there. Usually, opening day yeah. pretty early. Um, but got in there opening day, and it's not what it is. It's a, a point that's is surrounded um, by a swamp almost completely. Uh, two hundred and seventy degrees, two hundred and sixty degrees of that point is surrounded by a big, big swamp. Um, so it's a good spot. I throw a little bait out there, a little bit of corn kind of scattered out there and it draws in the does and it seems like the bucks kind of come from some other ridges further south and they just kind of sneak around the bait pile wind checking for those does that are in there. And uh, it works pretty effectively. I've been harvesting uh, bucks up there just about every year since I started hunting up there uh, mm -hmm. probably eight years ago or so. So yeah. I've been killing quite a few deer up there. Nothing really big, but I've had the opportunities at some bigger bucks. Um, but anyway, opening morning about 8 o'clock, I had a doe come into the corn, and then I had uh, a small rack, five-point come in, circling the bait, and I ended up shooting him. So I <laughs> um, dropped him, and that was it for uh, the first week of season. I hunted that area um, for the next few days. And what I like to do, too, um, besides sitting in a blind, I also like to do a lot of still hunting, especially if there's snow. I do some tracking, too. So... I do a lot of walking around there, and uh, one nice thing about that spot is it's there's not a lot of people close to me, so I'm not really interrupting people, rifle hunters. So I got kind of a little pocket right there um, that I can kind of sneak around, and I know where the deer are, where the does bed, and where the bucks come from. So I try and intercept tracks and you know track bucks as, as they come through early morning hours and stuff. So you, know, you never told me this. Have you ever shot a buck while track? I know you've shot a doe track in it, right? But you've never shot a buck. Or yep, you have. yep, I have. I've shot okay. a couple bucks that way. Okay. Yep. Um, in yep. in that area actually. Okay. Yep. A nice six point. So. Okay. Nice. So. Um, cool. But yeah, it's it's a pretty good area. But um, second week of season, I ended up. Uh, I have a. I have, like Matt was describing his tag situation. I had the combo tag too. And I also had that uh, DMAP tag, and then I also drew an Iron County 022 uh, doe tag as well. So I filled that doe tag, um, the DMAP tag in archery season. I filled my uh, regular art, uh, combo tag with my rifle that, with that five point. And then I still had that Iron County doe tag. So this past weekend, I hunted around Iron River, and I ended up shooting a doe last Friday, I think it was. I was just still hunting through some open hardwoods there's a clear cut and i saw a doe and i shot her that was a cool picture it was deep snow also. yeah it was it was a lot of work because i ended up shooting her over a mile from the truck so oh, yeah <laughs> I had to no walk kidding. all the way back grab my jet sled and drag her out right i think i looked on my phone it was like six miles of walking by the time oh, i was that. all done yeah. so but you were tired i was pretty i took a nap that afternoon. oh i'm yeah. sure i'm <laughs> so. sure how big she was a pretty big doe yeah she was like. a pretty mature doe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Because I saw the picture. It was I'll share the picture on the Instagram for this. But uh, yeah, she looked like a 
pretty nice doe. Yeah, she was pretty nice. Yeah, because yeah. I was downstate. I'm like, oh man. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, that's cool. But yeah, yeah. So that pretty much uh, wraps up what I have so far. And then I took my son. Uh, this is the first year that he's ever went uh, hunting. So I took him. How old is he? He's ten years old. Okay. So he's under the apprenticed youth. Yep. Uh, program and he uh, he didn't shoot anything during the Liberty hunt in September mm -hmm. um, but I took him uh, the second week of rifle season that second weekend and I baited a spot for him up in the Ottawa yeah and he ended up shooting a nice doe um, mm -hmm. in there and she was a really nice you know really yeah. big one too yeah um, so he got to experience his first deer kill awesome. and uh, he was pretty geeked about it oh so. I bet I bet so, yeah. <laughs> the smile on his face is pretty cool oh yeah yeah he's a, he's a lifelong hunter now so oh, yeah that's cool. It's pretty cool has, has he been talking a lot about it oh yeah yep that's cool. yep that's cool so I was glad to see him uh, shoot a deer and it didn't really matter if it was a buck or oh, no it was yeah. just I just yeah. wanted him to yeah. experience that first kill so. yeah yeah, I'll tell you when I was ten years old, I could care less what I shot. Exactly. You know? yep. <laughs> exactly. But well, that's cool. And then you still you're going out tomorrow. Yep, I I still have that uh, restricted tag on the combo license, so I'm gonna go out. I'm actually gonna use my bow because this weekend is muzzleloader opens up. Yeah. But I'm just gonna use my bow at my particular spot. I'm gonna go. I'm going back up into the Ottawa and try and uh, kill a big buck I have on camera. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> We'll see if he's still around. Right. So yeah. Maybe that secondary rut will kick in. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Actually, it's it's funny that sometimes you get quite a bit of that. Yeah. I think it was a year or two ago. Of right, right in town here. Not. I'm not going to say the town that I live in, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, there was a, there was a stud ten point right in town. He he ran across the road from us and he was chasing a little. It was a it was a fawn. Well, not really fawn anymore, but a, a young doe, you know. Yep. And he was chasing her, and he was drooling for the mouth, and he stood in the middle of the road, just staring at us in the jeep, and we're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> Those town deer sometimes they uh, yeah they get you going. There's some nice ones around. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that's the thing around up here is that a lot of people um you're allowed to recreationally feed deer up here, and and so people will in town especially will feed deer all year round because. You know the winters are so tough. People try to keep the deer alive, and so it uh, you get some interesting. It, it's funny because deer will end up being almost tame in town. They'll get outside of town; they won't be so tame. But in town, they know they're being fed, so you get some big deer just hanging out in yards around here. Oh yeah, that's for funny. sure. Yep. But well, that's cool. Uh, oh, um, yeah. One thing I want to point out is um. We don't just bait hunt either, you know, like we'll hunt natural food sources or we'll track deer too. That's another thing that this podcast is going to go into is, you know, people tracking deer and, and places, especially where you can't bait and stuff too. Like, oh yeah, you know, so there's, you bring up a good point too. When I bait, um, I, I also, I try and bait places that deer naturally travel through anyway, like saddles or funnels yeah. or pinch points, yep. places that deer are already there. I'm yep. just basically trying to hold those deer, those does there for those bucks to circle around. So, yep. You know what I found, especially in the low, the really low deer density areas is if you're not baiting in a spot, they're not traveling, you're not going to have a whole lot of luck even baiting. No, know? no. I remember um, the stand where the, I don't know what to call it, the Oak Ridge stand, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, um, one year I baited there, and I mean, this was the second or third year I hunted there, and I put out corn. I literally didn't have a deer on there for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, this is crazy. You know, you think, oh, yeah, you throw out some corn, deer are going to come flocking, and you just shoot them, and I don't, when you've got, when you're dealing with areas with such low deer density, you got to be baiting in the right spots, too. It's not just throw out some corn and kill something. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. it can be. It can be, for sure. But that's that's one of the benefits of baiting deer around here is, you know, especially yeah. if you don't have any deer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. there's a whole, I mean, I think there's a whole podcast that you could say on, on yeah. how to correctly bait deer, Correct. too. Correct, yeah. Yep. Um, just yeah. because, I mean, you could throw bait out there and not yep. see a deer, like Matt said, or you can educate deer. Right. And yeah. pretty soon you just have nocturnal activity. Right, So there's, exactly. there's a correct way to do it. Yep. And, there's, and I mean, even down to the way you're throwing bait and everything, you yep. know, yep. what bait you're using. Yep. Everybody yep. knows that spoiled Brussels sprouts are the best. Bait. Oh, absolutely. Well, I thought it was spinach. 
No, no, spoiled oh. Brussels sprout. Oh, not okay. carrots, oh, not okay, corn. Okay, okay. Spoiled Brussels sprouts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Escanaba in the Moonlight reference. You're going to hear that a lot in this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Escanaba in the Moonlight, go on YouTube and watch it for free. The first half is good. It, you can tell <laughs> that the writers, they, they started out and it was just hilarious. And they were obviously on something. Because by about the middle of the movie, it just gets <laughs> so weird. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, but anyway, cool. Now let me see. I got a list here. Make sure I talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see. Um, yeah, we did. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that was a pretty good introduction. Yeah, I think so. Kind of gave us a intro into what we're going to talk about, and you know, we're going to talk about different regions and stuff too. And in, I know I kind of want to, you know, as as this podcast grows, we'll, you know, talk about as our, you know, what we're doing throughout the year. Once we, you know, once the snow melts, we'll go out and scout, um, scout for post, you know, last year's rut activity, and try yeah. to find new spots and. Yep. You know that sort of stuff, and you know around here too. You never, you never know. They might have clear cut your your spot, so yeah, <laughs> you're always yeah. looking for new spots around here. Which you know? that would be good though. It would be good. Yeah, next fall. It um, would be. Yeah. Yes, especially those areas that you can't uh, bait in. Uh, clear cuts are nature's bait. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Basically. So yeah. Just got to make sure nobody else is there. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Find those logging jobs. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I found a fresh one near the Gunter stand. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. They 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 like cleared out a ton by the Gunter stand. So okay, I don't know. That'd be a good spot to go for this late archery. There's some nice deer still in the Gunter stand. I put out a camera there because I thought my one of my buddies was gonna was gonna come up. I was gonna have him hunt that spot. Uh-huh. And so I, I put some corn out there for like a week or two. And, well, no, I put out I put out some corn and and it lasted like a week. And um, there was some nice bucks that came by there. Yeah, I call it the Gunter stand because um, so the, this particular spot's the first spot I ever once when we first moved here. It's the first spot I ever like found, and um, it, it's basically it, it's basically a buck bedding area next to a clear cut. And um, every year I get I put out a camera there, and there's just nice, nice UP deer on that camera. But come rifle season, they all disappear. And so I've never bow hunted it. I, I'm going to next year, though. This is my plan. Yep. I'll tell you my plan. This is great. So next year, my plan is to hunt that stand Halloween through right up until gun season. I'm not going to hunt it during gun season because it's garbage during gun season. Yep. Yep. And I I will knock on wood. I'm going to kill a nice deer out of there with my crossbow. Yep, and um, because every year I've got nice bucks in there until gun season, and it's not that we're screwing it up. It's just I think what's going on is that the bucks are leaving there to go find does. They're they're locked up with does elsewhere. Yep, and so but um, yeah, the reason the reason we call it the Gunter stand is because uh, my buddy um, Gunter he shot his first buck on that stand. I put him on that stand for like year for like two years, and then finally he's sitting there and he shot a nice six point off of there so yeah it was a nice walk yeah that's why it's called gunter stand yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and so but all right any closing thoughts good no i think uh, this was a good introduction and yeah. uh, hopefully uh we'll have uh people listening to this and kind of hearing our the area that we hunt mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of unique yeah yeah, um, it's not like a lot of other areas. So. No, nope. it's fun though. I don't. I don't want to yeah. like talk it like it's awful. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like you know, if I were to go hunt, like, well, when I when I go downstate, I look at like, uh, you know, like the ag fields and stuff. It just doesn't seem as interesting to me anymore. No, no. you know, it's a totally different. <laughs> yeah, way to hunt. So. You know, it's like yeah, but yeah. Anyway, that's about it. So, all right, folks. Catch you next time.